0: Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another episode on the After Maghrib podcast during these holy nights of Ramadan. We pray that you have been benefiting from our previous conversations. However, the month is still going and we have a few more days before our spiritual uplifting nights where we connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either comes to an end or it continues throughout the next few months. Now, before I begin this conversation, I want to say ensure you subscribe to the podcast, you are following us on Apple and Spotify so that inshallah the community can grow together and we all learn from one another. Now we have a special guest and before I mention who the special guest is he's someone very dear to us. However like every episode I need to say salam my amazing co-host Ahmed salam alaikum how are you saying
1: well
0: I can be better yeah, Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah.
0: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah 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 Brothers sisters if you are tuning in for the first time Thank you so much for being here And of course we pray that your Shahar Ramadan so far Has been successful, has been beneficial Has been fruitful of course Spiritually, mentally, emotionally and physically Inshallah because there's so many benefits to gain So as you know obviously we've been focusing on All sorts of things ranging from Community to spirituality Giving and charity and so on but today, inshallah, we wanted to kind of summarize a lot of what we've been talking about over the last few weeks, inshallah. And to do that with us, joining us is our dear brother, Ibrahim al Ansari. as alaikum. alaykum.
2: wa rahmatullah. How are you keeping? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Oh, well, how about you guys?
0: Al-hamdulillah. alhamdulillah. If you're good, we're good, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. It's such a al-hamdulillah. pleasure
1: to, to be uh, with you again. The pleasure Obviously, is mine. You're coming back, of course, from the holy lands of Najaf. Alhamdulillah. Um, how How's your time been there so far?
2: It's... Uh... I think good and great is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, Alhamdulillah. I, I mean, being by the dome of Amir al-Mu'mineen and being able to wake up to it and being able to uh, sleep right next to it is uh, a blessing that, uh, of the blessings that you cannot count. <laughs> <laughs> Imam Zain al alayhi salam actually has a narration that when he actually went, Imam Zain al the... The one who's the adornment of worshippers. Mm. When he went to the holy city of Najaf after performing the ziyara of Amir al-Mumnin, which we recite Ziyarat Aminullah, is actually from the ziyara of Imam Zain al-Abidin. Mm. So upon finishing the ziyara etc. during the night, he, uh, he went to sleep. So his companions looked at him. They said, oh master, you are known to spend your nights in worship. Yeah. Mm. But today mm. you chose to go to sleep. He said, did you not know that sleeping by the grave of Amir al-Mu'mineen is ibadah, is Ma'sha'Allah.
0: worship? Masha'Allah Allah al- That was another <laughs> Haidari moment, by the way <laughs> Honestly Haidari Masha'Allah
1: Allah. Obviously, speaking of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Ali ibn Abi Talib Salatullahi We hear so much about him, of course, in these blessed nights And we've heard so many stories about his life And of course, his martyrdom as well There's so many lessons to kind of take heed and solve And to pay attention to Sayyid Ali, I'm ask you if you don't mind to kind of kick us off what is the the most impactful thing you've learned or heard about amir mu'mini in the last few nights
0: it's something we hear every year um and that is the connection of the qadr Nais to imam ali and Abi talib a.s. and the importance these two hold because they, they're intertwined yeah uh something new i can say that i've learned this year is to sort of self-learn maybe you know not going to the majlis hopefully no one you know, finds that a bit weird that's uh, you know, reading your own research, you know, finding up what you can learn Islam solely from the actual scripture itself, rather mm. than hearing it from Mr. X or Mr Y. So for me that's been a d- bit different of what I've learned about Bir al Mumin in and other Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. it's a bit I hope I'm not. You know. How about I, you? I, 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 I feel, feel like it's weird. a at I me mean for some reason. Because yeah. <laughs> no. you're you like, like, <laughs> like person X and person oh Y. <laughs> By the way, I was at Yalash 19th Ramadan. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> and you know, Ibrahim Ansari, is, wallah, you're very captivating. Jazakallah. Well, <laughs> alhamdulillah. Fall no, no, it's, it's true. <laughs> you and can the most beautiful thing is, you came down, your father went up. I was like, like father, like son. Bless your father, Sheikh Rashad. Sheikh Rashad Al-Ansari. Sheikh Rashad Al-Ansari. Even for those of us who don't,
1: Like myself, I barely speak any Arabic, but Sheikh Rashad is a a pillar and stand from, of course, the London Iraqi community. And of course, his na'i, even for us who don't speak the language, it touches the heart. It can and make. And, and mashallah, can, he's passed that on to yourself as well. His and na'i,
0: mashaAllah, <coughs> can make a rock cry. You betcha, yeah. Sakhar. I don't know oh, if he's exactly. had that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Allah, yeah Allah, yeah.
2: It makes. Because since a rock doesn't have a heart, يعني, <laughs> yeah. That's why the Iraqi, <laughs> Iraqi proverbs yeah, are actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite funny. It's, yeah, no it's, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Mashallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Sheikh, where
1: should we begin? Because, of course, this is um, when we talk about the, the, the last few weeks, there's been so many lessons for us to understand. Now we've gone through struggling the day And inshallah struggling the night as well Like you're saying mm. And it's important for us to take uh, account Of what we've learned, But not to leave it where, where we've got to And, and yeah. let it then deplete after the holy month ends So where where should we begin In terms of wrapping up the holy month And then beginning to plan What's to
2: come thereafter Maybe the first part is uh, Realising uh, what you were actually Just blessed with in this month uh, I think this is one thing that we fail to do so, come Eid. Eid is a time for gift giving. Eid is a time for family get togethers. Eid is a time for uh, a nice breakfast. Yeah. Eid is a time for coffee. Maybe Salat al Eid, you see. Coffee, for uh, you know? I'm not a coffee drinker, so I've never actually related to that. I'm a but I've heard oh for, for coffee drinkers. That fast. Yeah, I and mean, it's, yeah, it's I mean, very strange. Else, apparently. It's a very, very strange yeah. experience. Not just
0: strange. When it's hey, and you're having coffee during the day, it's like, am I committing a sin? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't It's a very strange yeah, yeah, Just like
2: breakfast feels haram, <laughs> haram on that day. But, <laughs> but you're right, yeah. as in. So we don't actually ponder about what we mm, have just yes. done or the blessing we were actually in. Mm. You know, that I, I think. So there's a practice that, inshallah, I will advise myself first to do, and then maybe we can all do it as well, and hopefully our viewers can do it as well. Mm-hmm. The khutbah of the Prophet, the speech that he gave in welcoming Ramadan, let's read it after Ramadan. Mm. Let's understand the blessing we were in, because there was thirty days since we last heard it from the Mambar, or thirty days from we last read it at home for oh, said <laughs> <So, laughs> I am joking, by the way. I wasn't thinking that you <laughs> <name was anti-mosque. laughs> <laughs> nah, are It's anti-Muslim. I'm who are genuinely, by the I'm gonna come back to this point because because this is actually a very interesting point. Do remind me to come back to that. Okay. Uh, but uh, for example, that was 30 days since we last heard it. Yeah. And the idea is that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he comes to to talk about the month of Ramadan, he says, "This is a month in which you were invited to the banquet of Al-Bah. Allah." That's
0: beautiful.
2: This mm. in itself it's something if we reflect upon this that hold on a second it's like do you know what you know when you go to like a wedding you go to um a specific fundraiser you Got go a to dinner. a specific event yeah. what you do is you go back and you start looking at pictures or you start looking at videos and you're like oh do you know what this was nice and you look at all the selfies you took go back and look at what you did in Shah Ramadan. Mm. Go back and look at that time where you invited to the banquet of Allah. You weren't invited to your best friend's mm. wedding. No, you were invited to the banquet of Allah. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Let's reflect upon that. Just try to imagine, I was in a time when every time I was sleeping, that was worship. Yeah. When every breath I took, that was tasbih. I was at a time when I was receiving most blessings. What did I do during that time? Did I utilize that time? And even if I didn't, I still know that I got more reward than any other day.
0: Mm. And understanding
2: that and reflecting upon that, I I Sabalaka. personally think could be a good a good yeah. first step.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, I think for a lot of us, we've been on a journey. I know myself, uh, alhamdulillah I've, I've there are many things I've improved on. Perhaps some things I should be doing better on. But we all try to learn as much as we can in this month about ourselves, about the Deen of Allah subhanahu wa taala, of course, about the Ahlul Beetalimuslam and the Holy Quran, and tie everything together. You know that we say, of course. And understanding that if I can understand what my gravest sins are What my biggest insecurities are Where my weaknesses and my strengths lie Then I will understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is closer to me than I, thought he was, than I thought he was And at the same time when we reflect on ourselves Doing mm. that muhasabah and doing that uh, self-accountability mm. on a daily basis In Shah Ramadan we find that it becomes easier At least for me in the day when I know that I have to, I'm not fasting just so I can stay away from food and drink But rather I'm fasting so I can stay away from anything that may be bad for my soul, mm. my nafs And that Alhamdulillah has been able to help me In the nighttime, Alhamdulillah some of us have been able to do ibadat And been able to recite the Holy Quran And that, that is a beautiful trend and habit we may have formed My biggest concern is that as a community of youth and a community of believers We may slip Mm. You know our dear brother Lia, who's listening in the background He mentioned a very very nice point Said Ali, I'm going to hand this over to you
0: Because I know this is something you took That's a, that's a point and credit goes to brother Lia. indeed Amazing brother, first time I meet him by the way And uh, smile, they say smile is So it's <laughs> <laughs> May Allah bless him The point that he made was very interesting Because just before the podcast we were sort of discussing mm. You know how we want to set, set the theme for today And he mentioned a point where I said You know as soon as Eid comes Everyone just gives up their spirituality and they go back to square one. And the brother, they are very nice. He goes, if we look at it from a Western mentality, they put New Year's as a form of like resolution. Yeah. You know, on a improve my diet. I want to go to the gym more. on a exercise more. I want to eat more healthy. I want to quit bad habits. Um, maybe we should do that this Ramadan, to be honest. Yani if we have, you know, certain bad habits that we have improved on during this month, yeah. mm-hmm. we need to continue that. Be it the way we speak, be it the way we act with our family, be it the way we, you know, uh, supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you know, Ramadan, everyone likes to take things slow. They like to, maybe if they're doing salah, they like to add the melody to the way they're reciting. Mm. Same thing with the Quran, same thing with the supplication. But why are we stopping? Like what makes us, Ibrahim, I don't know. Maybe, I'm sure you've been with the youth a lot. Maybe, maybe Mm. at times it could be setting a standard
2: that is way too high for us to reach right mm. see sometimes we set a standard or even with this new year's resolutions like uh in the next year i'm gonna lose 50 kg like it's
0: not, not achievable. gonna happen it's not yeah. gonna happen i need to lose five you kg need to lose least. five you see okay so, <laughs> Say so, you're so lucky, lucky. <laughs> no
2: no this is a good example so losing five kg in itself could be easy it is something achievable potentially within two months even yeah, yeah. however so that that if i set a goal that is way too far
1: unrealistic.
2: It's unrealistic. I'm not going to get there. I'm going to lose hope. I'm going mm. to I'm not going to see I'm not going to start to see results. And if you do not see results, a human being, if you do not see results, what are you going to do? You're going to start slacking again. Yeah. Well, mm. This is يعني, the tabi'ah of the human being. This is just how we are. So setting something realistic could help, which is why Amir al-Mu'mineen al has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful narration. Uh, you'll find that actually in Nahj al-Balagha. He says... كثيرun. sorry قليل. If you perform a, mm. a deed that is little, little, little uh, عليه, that you perform constantly, خيرun. خيرun. That's مملولن. مملولن mm. it is better than performing a lot of deeds that you do while having melal. Why would you yeah. say melal? On occasion? Uh, no, melal yeah. is like uh, you do and you can't be asked to do it. Right. It's like, for example, you come to recite Du'a Josh al-Kabir and uh, you've started the first part, the second part, the third part, you're on it. And S- I've seen... Speaking of this point, I
0: came across yeah. a tweet today. Someone yeah. was like, was my first time read Du'a Josh al-Kabir? Mm. But no one told me how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing. So what, yeah.
2: what ends up happening? Mm. Malal starts happening. boredom boredom is the right the translation. Right yes. right. Okay, so fine. you start feeling bored while performing the Amal. Mm. It's saying performing a small deed. That you can actually perform constantly and you're cons- consistent in it. Yeah. Has a hatta, even in terms of that enjoyment, how much we enjoy it, also would go back to a different conversation of uh, what is our, for example, connection to Allah, Azza wa how right. do we feel while we are doing it? How do we get to that khushu? That is another story. Mm. And that in itself, by the way, is an interesting topic, maybe for you guys to keep in mind as well, uh, mm. for the future, how to reach that. Uh, type of level of closeness to Allah Azza wa all basic practical steps yeah. to get close to Allah. Anyway, how do you say khush-
0: khushu' properly in English?
2: Khushur. Sincerity, Sincerity. humbleness. Oh, I, I thought of humbleness, but yeah. like, okay. Sincerity, mm. humbleness, yani, humility. Yeah. Humility. 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 I think that's the one. You know. uh, that's like khushu' in front of Allah Azza wa mm. Anyway, so performing, for example, you, do not, you did not perform Tasbihatu zahra before Shahar Ramadan, you got used to it during Shah Ramadan. Tasbihatu Zahra a very easy yeah. deed to do after every prayer Imam Sadiq alayhi salam says we used to teach our sons Tasbihatu Zahra in the same manner that we used to teach them their daily prayers wow mm. so this is the importance of Tasbihatu Zahra point, the emphasis yeah. on it yeah. so for example this is something qaleel this yeah. is something Khalil, it's a small deed that you can perform with consistency Da'aman.
0: Ibrahim, sorry yeah. to stop you there, but for someone who's asking now, what is tasbihat al-Zahra?
2: tasbihat al-Zahra, 34 times Allahu Akbar, 33 times Alhamdulillah, 33 times <coughs> Subhanallah, it is a Tasbihah that was gifted by the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to Fatima al-Zahra, which Salam in Allah. itself, in itself, you're going to keep opening new subjects for me, by <laughs> way. in itself, uh, this is uh, to show you the importance of this Tasbihah, Nothing was more beloved to the Prophet than his daughter Fatima al-Zahra mm. Where he would say that you are a part of me What would a person I said today you're you're a father You've got a daughter I will ask you this When it comes to for example a special occasion mm. How do you go about thinking of uh, Giving a gift
0: Something that will keep her happy Best has a connection A strong connection Or, or is meaningful and it's Something that she can relate to Is that what you mean? Is that, مثلا, okay? And at
2: the same time, what you would do is you will make sure that it is the best gift that you can give at that specific moment of time. Mm. So, hey. mm. The Prophet gifted her. That's, meaning there was nothing greater to give to Fatima to Zara other than this. Yeah, So you he understand the importance wow. of this? Yeah. So anyway, so this is
1: something small that we can. But in the same light, Shaykhna, you could also say, for example, um, the concept of doing something small additional and frequently which is beneficial to you is is something highly recommended it's something which is achievable it is realistic <clears throat> but at the same time we may also want to stop doing things which we've stopped doing in this month yeah so for example we always talk a lot on, on this podcast about music mm-hmm. okay so those who stop listening to music and in previous years maybe they wouldn't or maybe for example they listen after iftar and before maghrib which happens a lot by the way um but this year alhamdulillah they've stopped for 30 days yeah and stopping that afterwards Now let me, let me give you um, a scenario mm. Let's say I'm a young boy I'm in my teenage years I've, Everywhere I go I hear and I listen to music My friends circle and so on I now know that after I return To day to day life After Shah Ramadan I'm back into that mental environment Because I may have been in the same physical environment mm. But mentally my mind is there In a place where I'm surrounded again By the same jahili and the same sins That I was in beforehand How do I resist How do I find strength in
2: my heart to stop doing the things that I want to stop doing? I'll give you an answer, but you'll have to wait for me to explain it. Okay. The answer is thankfulness. Shukr. Shukr. Thankfulness. Thankfulness is the best way for me to do that. And I'll tell you exactly why. If I want to attain thankfulness, if I want to attain true shukr. Being grateful. Being grateful. To Allah. To Allah, of course. You know Imam Zain al abidin alayhi salam in Munajat al-Shakirin, what does he say? He says, Ilahi, how can I reach thankfulness when my thanks to you is poor of thankfulness? Mm. For every time I say Alhamdulillah, it is an obligation upon me to say Alhamdulillah for that, for that Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. This makes us understand, you know, when Allah says, if you were to count the blessings of Allah, تحصوها, you will never be able to number it. You will never be able to put a number. It's true. Mm. You think about the blessings that you receive, it is something you will never be able to number. As for this specific example, let's address this scenario.
0: Sorry? You hear is a blessing. Me? Yeah. I'm learning from
2: you today. <laughs> we learn from each other. Genuinely, by the way. This by the way is a blessing, you're correct. Coming together, uh, three brothers coming together to discuss important topics uh, that potentially uh, we have a narration that if a person guides one individual with you, this is better than all prayers and fasting. Oh, and bet- this is this is the idea. So coming together, this yes, it is a blessing. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So inshallah, and Allah subhanahu wa taala grants us tawfiq to always be uh, on this and husnul aqibah uh, Anyway, so addressing the scenario that you that you gave for music. Yeah, my hearing is a. Blessing mm-hmm. Now when I come to thankfulness It comes in three stages Firstly To understand my blessing And where it came from So I know I've got hearing I know it's a blessing Where did it come from? It came from Allah This is the first step The second step Is for me To then So this is within the heart taban. The second step is for that To come out of my tongue Which is to say Alhamdulillah, The third and most vital step is to have shukr through your actions. Mm. Which means, I say alhamdulillah, but I listen to that which is haram. Am I performing true shukr?
0: No.
2: I'll give you an example. Today, It's a form of hypocrisy. Sorry?
0: It's like hypocrisy.
2: It is a form of hypocrisy, you're correct. But today you give me a, a phone, for example, as a gift. The phone, the way you utilize it, for example, the way you would imagine I would utilize it, is uh,
0: by watching uh, after my podcast,
2: I'll watch after my podcast. <laughs> I'll be taking, for example, I'll use the camera, it's got مثلا, the best new mm. camera on the phones, I'll be using it in the correct manner. All of that now. You imagine you come and you see my phone absolutely smashed, mm. I've not taken any care of it. You look, you're like, Oh, let me see what kind of pictures you took, let me see your gallery. And you look, I've taken random pictures of the floor, of a random chair. <laughs> You'll be like, He wasn't grateful. Mm. He wasn't grateful because true thankfulness is through actions. Yeah, which is why even when I say Alhamdulillah, I need to show it through my actions. In fact, we have two types of shukr. We have a shukr that is, if you you would like active, and we have a shukr that is kind of passive. Take a tree, for example. Today, I have a tree that I have planted. As it grows, it will go through different types of tribulations. That being the wind, too much rain, too little rain, too much sunlight, no sunlight, whatever it might be. It will go through different types of troubles, tribulations that will affect its growth. Right. If it manages to go over these tribulations and pass all of these trials, what happens? It starts to grow until it bears amazing, beautiful, tasty fruits. If it doesn't pass the tribulations and it lacks that shukar, what happens? It dies. Yeah. So in order for me to be fruitful, I need to passively understand that Allah Azza wa Jal is here to give me that hand. Guide myself through these trials and tribulations In order for me to say Oh Allah, you sent all of these tribulations upon me Which by the way Being in, in a western environment Where you're surrounded by music I keep referring back to your example Because you gave me that scenario yeah, yeah. Being surrounded in a western environment Where all you hear is music When you're on, for example, in the supermarket There's music You go to university, there's music You go to your workplace, there's music Wherever you are, there's music And sometimes a type of music could attract the ear mm. But you said, you know what? I will pass this trial and I say, oh Allah, give me more. What happens here? Allah gives you strength.
1: Sorry.
2: To go through more trials, through more tribulations, you say, I am ready. It is like Nabi Allah Ibrahim, he reached the stage of prophethood. He passed the trials tribulations. He reached the stage of being a messenger. He passed all of these. He was all azm. He passed all of these. So his state is reached through what? Through the thankfulness of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Yeah, thankfulness is, 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 is mean, the the so. first
1: stage. You know, you know, when you say these things, firstly, it's it's all of the things Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta-A'la has given us, our, our time on this earth, our bodies, this is all an amana. We have to return it to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta-A'la in, in a pure and proper state. In Rasatul Hakuq, Imam Sujad, says that the ear, the right of the ear is that it is a direct pathway to the heart. Mm. And of course in the Holy Quran we talk about the pure heart. The ones with a pure heart will be granted Jannah and inshallah we with this specific example because i know a lot of people send us questions about it and obviously it's tr- it's it's transferable to very various other examples but in specific regards to this it's about finding a substitute when you when it's hard for you and at the same time taking it day by day after Shah Ramadan do not start thinking about like sheikh said transforming your lives going to halza turning the world upside down no take it at achievable steps Day by day, and inshallah, it can become easier for us.
0: Indeed, Ahmed, I think you're very right on that point. And, you know, whilst you were talking, and whilst you mentioned this point, I had something in my head. And that's, we had a previous conversation here on After Maghreb podcast, where we had a uh, sister, Sister Hawra, where we spoke about bad habits leading up to Ramadan. Mm. Now that we are, alhamdulillah, here, we are alive during this blessed spiritual month of Ramadan, we've found some good habits. Yeah. Um, now, if we have left our bad habits aside, and we've implemented good habits maybe people are doing more mustahabbat. let's say i can continue this for a week two weeks three weeks four weeks five weeks maybe two three months well there's gonna come a point where you know i'm gonna say you know what uh, i'm doing all of this because there's a genuine question here mm. you know i'm doing all of these supplications i am spiritually connected with allah but i see no change in my life coming from god I mean, someone might be saying, and there's a very point, there's a point you mentioned also in a different podcast where you were like, you know, bringing the example of three different types of characters of worship. One for business, one for something, I want something in return, one for worshiping Allah because he's worthy of worship. Mm. If someone comes to a point, because I know, alhamdulillah, many friends, and sometimes I have this conversation, I don't know how to respond to it. That they say, look, Ali, I'm praying on time. Ali, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do salat layl Ali, I'm doing all of this, all of this. But I've reached a stage where I feel like God's door is closed. I feel like he's not, you know, showing me his, mirth, his mercy, he's not looking after me. We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is closer to us, you know, in the Qur'an it tells us, uh, and if, 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 they, if my service asks you, where am I? Tell them I am closer to I am closer <inaudible> to <them. I'm> <inaudible> close. <inaudible> So if God is saying, I'm close to you, and I feel like I'm distant from God, and coming out now from this spiritual month of ramadan where we've been so close to allah but as the months go past we feel like there's now a disconnection mm. there's a distance yeah. you know there's the signals there are radio signals if we can relate to that between us and god like fading away you know the radar god's not looking after me why yeah okay let's
2: <laughs> uh this Let's readjust the question. Okay. Because God not looking after us is yani the furthest thing يعني, No, this is ever. the individual saying yeah, he yeah. feels this way. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair hmm. enough. So one day actually someone comes to Imam al-Sadiq it reminds me. Um he said to him, uh, Oh Master, I know the stories. Why is it that when I perform dua, Allah does not answer me? He said to him, how can you say such a thing? Allah says, And would Allah make a promise in the Quran where he says, uh, pray for me and I will answer you. Would Allah make a promise in the Quran and go against the promise? He said, no, ha He said, so how can you then come and say Allah does not answer me? Then he carries on to say, he says, as for the sinner, their dua is mardood until they perform tawbah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So their dua, is, let's say it's been put at halt. Let me give you this example You've done an application I don't know where You've sent out your application They say do you know what You are missing a specific document Yes They send it back to you Bring that document Then come back to me mm. That's what Allah said Go perform your tawbah Your document is your tawbah Perform tawbah Come back to me And as for the good Either they see the effect of their dua And if they don't It is one of two Either they receive thawab That they cannot count Or Allah Azza wa leaves it for a day when they need it most. Mm. So you come to a day where, for example, you need on the day of judgment. This is when we need the Rahmah al ilahiyah. Maybe that du'a that I made was not answered in this specific instance of a specific thing I asked for. Allah Azza wa says, "Do you know what?" You were sincere in your du'a, I wasn't able to give it to you I will give it to you on that day when you need it most But when this, we
0: say Allah wasn't able to give it to them It's because Allah knows best was for Knows the best, of
2: course, this is out of his wisdom mm. Which is the idea of Yes, Allah will always answer me uh, Actually, Amir al-Mu'mineen I need to remember this hadith Amir al-Mu'mineen has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful narration uh, He says, they come to him They say to him, oh Amir al-Mu'mineen Why is it that Allah Jalla never accepts our du'a? Mm. He said to them, it is because you said that you believe in Allah, but you went against his commands. And you believed in his messenger, but you went against his sunnah and you killed his sharia. Wow. And you read the Quran, but you went against it. And you said that you believe in hellfire, but you walk towards it every wow. single day. Wow. And you say that you want heaven, but you walk away from it through your actions. And you said that you would take shaitan as an enemy. Did you actually take them as an enemy? And you made the ayyub of the people. You made the faults of people. Nasba' ayunukum. عَيُّنُكُمْ I'm in front of you. It's as if all you look at is the ayyub of the people. وَرَاءَ ظُهُورِكُمْ And you left all your thoughts behind your backs. So what kind of dua do you want Allah then to answer you? So then Ma'ruf بِالْمَعْرُوفِ join good. عَنِ المنكر, And forbid from evil. أعمالكم, and uh, make you a'mal good. Uh, uh, bring them towards that which is right, righteous and what is right and what is correct. Mm-hmm. And Allah, you will see his answer. Amir so ibn Abi Talib, and this is of his wisdoms so, Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. so Allah not answering a specific dua this is very far because he made a promise mm-hmm. however sometimes we need a moment of self-reflection why is it that I did not see this for example the answer to this dua this is one or sometimes let me have thankfulness again that Allah, maybe you didn't give me this specific thing because it wasn't good for me. Yeah. So thank you that you gave me that which is better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, all had, we've all had moments like this. Yeah. Yeah, we pray for something. And sometimes actually we get something even better, more than we actually ask for. And I think oh, that's God. that's a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But sometimes we pray for something. I don't want to get scenarios. But we pray for something. We don't get it. But then I think a year later, sometimes two years later, we're like, thank God Allah did grant me yeah, this dua. Yeah, yeah, yeah subhanAllah.
1: And we, we yeah, talk definitely. about this analogy a lot as well. The concept of, of children. Mm. When we take, for example, I, I, I took my son for a vaccine recently. Now the child, a, a, a young baby doesn't know the vaccine and what it's going to do to it. All it sees is a sharp object entering its body, yeah, screaming, yeah. crying, the pain is hurting and hitting. Why would my parents do this? They said they love me, they're meant to love me. Why are they putting me in this mm. position? They're tormenting me, if anything. But the wisdom of the parent is such that they know that this is better for you. Have patience, this is going to be good for you in your present and your future as well. And similarly, of course, in a more divine way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allows us to understand his wisdom But only if our hearts are open to accept it I sense. You know if our hearts If we are willing to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Then Allah will plant that knowledge in our hearts Where we know that Allah's wisdom is infinite And it comes in different forms How His communication with us is not like worldly communication Yeah, We're born and brought up in a society In a culture where you ask a question <clears throat> And you get a direct response Immediately You ask someone how was your day My day was good thank you it's a very direct interaction, very mm. instantaneous, mm. and it's specific to the question you've asked. You get the answer you're looking to expect. Do you see what I mean? With Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, you don't get an instant answer. Sometimes you may not get an answer at all, or you may get an answer different to what you expected. And when and we sometimes you get the answer,
2: yes, yeah, but you haven't realized that you got the answer. so mm. yeah. Well, this is this is the beauty of that relationship with Allah Azza Wa jal. But when we understand, like you said, for example, that parent knows better for their. Uh, yeah. What's better for their children if we understand Allah جل, knows bet- knows what is better for us? Maybe our mindset would change and it is a difference of mindset by the way
1: So in these last few nights of Shah Ramadan, of course there are gonna be so many people who they doing their 27th night and of course they're preparing for for Eid and all of these things There are those who want to ask their Hajat all right Ya Allah, I have now fasted for four weeks, I have done my ibadat like you've requested, I've tried to do all these things, like you said, say it's salat al Layl, and I'm trying to improve myself in this and this way. Ya Allah, please grant me X, Y, Z. Should we rethink this question? Should we say, all this request? Should we say, Ya Allah, you know what's in my heart, grant for me what is best for me. How do we approach Allah? What is the etiquette, firstly, in speaking to Allah? Because I know, you know we were talking about Dua Hamza before the... Before the podcast began But I was telling my 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 wife yesterday That the thing that blows me away About Dua Abu Hamza The most is the etiquette it approaches mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first 20 minutes or so Of Dua Abu Hamza Is the, the, the approach towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Which blows my mind But how do we firstly approach Allah And then when we have that interaction With, uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala,
2: How do we then request what we want So the idea is First of all that we are the school of Dua Yeah I think this is something that we have to start with. It's a treasure. Definitely, definitely. We are the school of dua, and this is something uh, that in itself is a blessing. Mm -hmm. Since we were talking about blessings earlier, in itself is a blessing, which is that through these duas, we understand how to approach Allah Azza wa Jal. Other than the fact that a lot of these duas at some times could be duas that we might be in. For example, dua al ghariq, dua al mahmum, dua. These types of du'as, it's like you go to, for example, to the du'as of Imam Zain al Abidin and you start looking, okay, let me look at the title of this du'a. Do you know what this du'a might be helping, might might help me in this specific instance? Mm. You look at, for example, du'a of Hamza Thamali and you look at the way that Imam Zain al Abidin puts himself in front of Allah yeah. with that humility. Yes. And then you look at, for example, uh, the way he is asking Allah. Azzawajal with humility and the way he is lowering himself in front of that infinite being likewise Amir al muminin you look at du'a Kumail you look at all of these du'as first of all it is important to hold on to them which is why I really don't like these forward du'a whatsapp messages Ooh, which is where did you get them from <laughs> yeah. when we yeah, have right. and the thing is within within our school of thought the most beautiful thing is that we have a lot of very short du'as mm. A lot of very, very short du'as. Yeah, yeah, which minutes. means you can also use them. And who knows better as to how to get to Allah Azza wa Jal other than the infallible. I mean, they were set there for guidance. Yeah. And one of the things they will guide us towards is how to approach Allah Azza wa Jal. Mm-hmm. So let's use that. As for if I have a specific need, if I have a specific need, then I even have those types of du'as from the infallibles, at the end of which, now ask for your hajja. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they tell you if you want that specific thing, this is how you should ask Allah Azza wa Jal. And then, what do you do? Then you ask for your hajah. Take, since we're in the month of mm-hmm. Ramadan, du'a al baha'a. Allahumma inni as'aluka min baha'ika bi abha'a wa kullu baha'ika bihi. You carry on, at the end, what does it say? Now ask for your haja These types of things. You will understand. They told you. You want your haja? Recite this dua. Now ask for what you want. And there's duas mm. for, for expecting
1: a child, for good health, for getting married, for rizq, for illness. Of course, we know uh, dua joshin as well has, has specific verses and chapters as well, which are specific for uh, or recommended for for certain needs as well. So, of course, there's endless opportunities
0: as well. There's we dua have, for everything. You know, there's dua well, for everything. I, I had a brother once. He was going through some sort of anxiety. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't know what to say to him so I I literally went to I think it was alislam.org I don't remember the website it was mm-hmm. what we we, we referred to quite a lot and there oh, was a ayah yeah. by the Ahlul bayt specifically mm-hmm. about anxiety and then I just saw I entered the world Where there's dua for everything yeah, yeah. anything mm-hmm. you can think of there is a way where you can ask Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease it for you make it easier for you so it's very true even then We're by the, the school
2: way, of dua even then if you want to make a dua for yourself there was a narration I actually just managed to find it I don't want to quote it if I. uh, Imam Ja'far al Sadiq alayhi salam. He says, If you want to know the way of dua, someone came Mm. to him, he said, What is the way of dua? He said to him, If you want to know the way of dua, it is in six steps. He said, The first is to thank Allah Azza wa Jal. Again, taking us to that first step, we're talking about thankfulness. The second is to remember your blessings
0: count yeah, your blessings, you that's
2: all oh Allah, by the way, many times when we ask for du'a and the way we ask Allah it's as if he's given us nothing like why did you not give this to first of all there's a roof over your head
1: you yeah, just had yeah, a meal yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. your family is safe these things by the way, you're not to take for
1: granted, yeah.
2: we take it for granted no but I wanted that he said, You know, in Dua Al-Iftatah, you recite, mm-hmm. It's as if I have this upper hand over you. But even then, your rahmah still reached me. It's having that mindset. So count your blessings. And then uh, the third is to say, Alhamdulillah. So first, you thanked Allah. The second remembered your blessings, then you, praise and then you start praising yeah, him again yeah, yeah. for the blessings that he has given you. Then you perform a salawat. Allahumma Allahum salli, Allahum salli, ala, Allahum muhammad. salli wa ala muhammad. And then you remember your sins.
0: That's mm. step number
2: five. You remember your sins. Step number six is you seek refuge in Allah Azza wa from these sins.
0: In terms of doing istighfar.
2: In terms of istighfar and mm. in saying inni a'udhu bik from whatever it might be. It could be from the shaytan, it could be from a specific sin, it could be from shahawat, it could be from mm. any... You, you for example, you would mention the what type of yourself, that you have. Yeah, yeah. So this, Imam al-Sadiq is saying is the way of dua. There was also another narration that says if you want to make a dua, then start by remembering Muhammadan al-Muhammad Make your dua And end with remembering Muhammadan al-Muhammad Now you ask me why I know you were about to say something Let me just make this Very quick point I'm very straight, sorry Ahmed. No, no, I've been no, speaking no. a lot By no, the way no. Please continue <laughs> We're blessed to have you here <laughs> So in terms of the salawat It is the only dua That anyone can make You remember we said There is a dua Of the sinner mm. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends it back says Make istighfar Send it back to me And I will answer it for you This one, uh, performing salawat, is the dua that is accepted by every single individual, whether they are sinners and whether they are the closest to Allah Azza wa Jal. Accepted by every single individual. Salawat. Mm. So you perform, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. You make your dua and you end it with, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad. What does that mean? The first part of your dua was accepted, the third part of your dua was accepted. The middle part of your du'a, Inna Allah he feels it's as if he feels shy to Shai. not answer the middle part yeah, yeah. because he answered the first wow. and the third.
1: Wow.
2: The, the school of du'a, even of how to make du'a, we have these etiquettes. Yes. Why? <laughs> 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 Alhamdulillah.
0: Wow. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you had ladina sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taslima. That point took me straight to that. Yeah, no 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 honestly
2: there's you know when
1: when you're talking about the Ahlul Bayt alayhala, <inaudible> there's like you said, these are examples that, they're they uh, wasila for us to take into account. And who better examples than the Ahlul Bayt alayhi <inaudible> salaam? You know and when, when they teach us the etiquettes, the manner in which we approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is not an ordinary entity we're speaking to. I mean, we're talking to the divine creator, the sustainer, subhanAllah The, the one whose our, our, our infinite and our timeless um, salvation is reliant upon So when we approach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We have to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, it needs nothing from us We need everything from Him So approaching Allah in that best manner is the best way to do it And the safest place we can be is with Allah mm. Run towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <clears throat> Run towards Him Find yourself in his comfort, find yourself in his embrace, metaphorically speaking And of course we understand that running towards him is the ultimate abode It grants us the ultimate safety So no matter what worldly harm approaches us, we feel safe in, 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 in Allah's presence Finally I'll just uh, wrap up my point with this When we talk about Amir Mu'mineen And he went through all of these years of oppression and He went through all of the years of, of, uh, of suffering and torment and he says, it's as if I had a thorn in my eye or a bo- bone in my throat. And like you said, Sayyid, in our last discussion, he had to do the ghusl of uh, Sayyid Fatima al-Zahra, alayha. He had to witness all the oppression, everything that was taken from him. And when he was struck, the only imam that was killed by the sword and the poison, our other imam, alayhi were killed either by a sword or a poison. Mm. This imam was killed by both. Mm. When he was struck, what did he say? Ustu
0: wa-rabil-ka'bal. Ustu wa-rabil-ka'bal.
1: And that is ultimate submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You think about it, and He's he, even despite everything, He knows nothing can harm me in this world. I have Allah, I sense, I sense. I, I, I'm complete, I'm victorious. He is that individual. He that understood reached, Allah completely.
2: He reached Nifsun Mutma'in. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you were talking about between sins and high, this was actually the topic on the. 19th of Ramadan uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Don't quit me <laughs> <laughs> This was actually the topic I spoke about Which was that war that we have between The intellect and the nafs right. So I explained that there's three different types of nafs uh, You have nafs wow. al-amara You have al-lawam And you have al-mutma'inna Amir al-mumnin reached al-mutma'inna He reached that total How would I say Tranquility Tranquility, calmness that Allah has <laughs> The question is, is this verse specific to the Imams or to Imam al hussein which many it's times we refer it back to Imam al-Hussein? Is it specific to him? Can believers reach such a stage? Yes. We have a narration that says when Malakul Mut comes to a believer. When he sees Malak al he will start wailing, he will start crying, he will say, please just leave me for another second, please, please. He says to a believer, to a believer. And then the caller would call out. And then, sorry, before that, Malak al would say, I am more caring for you than your own mother. MashaAllah. This Malikul Mood that we always make to be the scary thing. And we're
0: scared of Angel of Death. Angel
2: of Death is more caring to us than our own mother. Inshallah, Mm -hmm. we are counted of the believers.
1: InshaAllah.
2: What does then the caller call from the sky? Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'in. O reassured soul, irji'i ila rabbiki raadiyatan marodiyya. Go back to your Lord, pleased and having been pleased. Fadhuli (laughs) fi ibadi waadhuli jannati. The caller would recite this ayah, but in between what does it say? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a stage of Nafsul already now, inshallah as a believer. This is this
0: is the stage of Nafsul And this
2: by the way, maybe also another idea For one of your uh, Maybe podcast sessions <laughs> which is Raim, that... We need a whole <laughs> book from you given all, us of your, all of your majlis <laughs> topics
1: That you've got planned For the next 10 years Send them our way. <laughs> <away>. <laughs> <laughs> no no. mashallah you, 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 you decipher an issue In such uh, perfect analysis <laughs> And you touch our hearts Jazakallah <laughs> um, Where I think it's probably Nearly time to wrap up um, I want to ask you Of course Because yeah. of course This in the last remaining moments we pray inshallah that we have many, 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 many more Shah Ramadans to come and that we have so many more opportunities to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be amongst our community and with our family as well For those who have um, have maybe spent time with their families and spent time with their communities but maybe who are um, a kind of distancing themselves after Shah Ramadan and from their community and from religion what's one last piece of advice you'd give to someone to stay close to, to the school of the yahl bayt and to stay close to those with knowledge and in dhikrullah
2: remember Allah just remember him um, uh, it's easier said than done because dhikrullah in itself is a big topic uh, but dhikrullah when you look at the Quran bismillah rahman dhikrullah akbar remembrance of Allah is the greatest deed a person can do Salah in fact was put for dhikrullah. Mm-hmm. The Quran says bismillahirrahmanirrahim wa aqimissalata lidhikri. Establish prayer for my remembrance. Yeah. This is dhikrullah. Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam which many of the youth I know actually connect to uh, what does he say? Amiyatain la alayha raqiba. May I be blinded? Which type of eye? The eye that does not see you overseeing it. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Imam al-Hussein alayhi salam he says in his dua so dhikrullah, remember Allah. If you have that God consciousness, just understand that Allah is always overlooking, Allah mm. is always there, and understand that Allah is on your side. I'm sorry to use that terminology, but this is the reality of the situation. Understand that Allah is on your side. Yeah. So have that dhikrullah, have that remembrance of Allah, and try to build that relationship yourself with Allah. Yeah. You are the one that needs to go crawling to Him. Allah Azza wajal is not in need of us. Mm. We are in need of him. This is a mindset we need to change, which is why Imam Jafar Sadiq says, Inna Allah uh, There is a status Statist. that you can mm. reach by Allah. Inna and Allah La tunal illa That you cannot reach except through asking. asking yeah. So we need to constantly knock on the door of Allah Azza wajal, whether in Shah Ramadan after Shah Ramadan. But to be got conscious of Allah Azza wajal as a whole would help us be closer, would help us stay within the community, will help us stay around those who can help us towards dhikrullah The reason I say that is because, let me end with this point, is Prophet Muhammad SAW said, they asked him, what is dhikrullah He said, dhikrullah is not to say Subhanallah, ilaha illallah, Wallahu although it is part of it. Dikrullah mm. is to remember Allah and what He has made allowed, and to remember Allah and what He has made forbidden.
0: That's true. Because if we want to prevent or refrain from certain things because we know it's haram, we are remembering that God made this haram. Asand. Yeah, Asand. Nice. So that Asand. is
2: Dikrullah. Let's yeah, keep yeah, that in mind, inshallah. inshallah. And we will, uh, us three, first we will try to practice it, inshallah. inshallah. And Indeed. then, uh, inshallah, our views as well. Inshallah Inshallah. Inshallah, Inshallah.
1: To be continued. Inshallah, when, when Sheikh Ibrahim joins us again in London, Jazakallah and khair. hopefully we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be blessed to have you again on the podcast. JazakAllah khair. It's been honor. I yeah.
0: enjoyed this. It would be an honor. Thank you so much. JazakAllah
2: khair. And I apologize for anything. That I said that might have no, been no, no, I okay. apologize yeah, that we are I took stopping too much now. Time as no, well. no, I just no, realized no,
0: that no, I was no, talk, no, talking no, about no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> like Allah, yeah. Guys,
1: if you've enjoyed this episode, leave a comment below. Let us know what you thought of this discussion. And at the same time, tell us if there's anything else you want to see, of course, after Shah Ramadan. Um, inshallah, when we resume back to our normal schedule, we've obviously been releasing so much content. So we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all of the patience you've had with us we know we've been spamming your feeds we've been posting a lot and you've been doing very 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 well and we're very grateful to you for all of the courage and the strength um, that you give us and ultimately to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the Tawfiq. Um, Said, Ali any
0: last words? Last few sentences mm. if I may is that um, you know you spoke about du'a prayers and you spoke about you know being thankful you know humility all of this and while you two are talking, I was just things happening in my head, it's like chemistry happening. And I realized, you know, sometimes we may be selfish in dua.
1: Yeah.
0: Or we may be disrespectful to Allah in our dua. Selfish by means, I pray just for myself. Or being disrespectful, for example, God, I want this, I want that. And if I One example, if I can add to what I mean by that. If someone wants to have children, for example. The fact you bring out chil- children earlier on. You say, oh Allah, give me, give me children. Oh Allah, why not give me children? Oh Allah, please, we want children. Rather than saying, Allahumma rzuqnin dhuriya salha. No, there are certain different ways where you can ask Allah, and inshallah, Allah will grant you that dua. I leave Ahsan. it there, inshallah. Ahsan. <laughs> Ahsan. Jazakallah khair.
1: Uh, Ibrahim, thank you very
0: much for thank you. Inshallah, we pray for your continued success,
1: for the success Ajma'in, of your family. Inshallah. inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless your family, all your manhumeen, inshallah, and that you continue on this path of Ali Muhammad. Uh, and inshallah, we, we continue to benefit from
0: you Jazakha for years Allah to come.
2: Likewise, Jazakallah khair.
0: I look forward to seeing you on the pulpit. Inshallah. Wallah, I'm Jazakha learning Jazakha a lot. I'm, just, I'm not saying this out of Jazakha nothing.
2: It's kind thought, honestly.
0: Habibi. Thank you so much, everyone.
1: We will see you next week, inshallah. Until then, As